0: Welcome to the Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the Meteor community. This episode is for Friday, May 1st, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace, they offer your Mongo databases. It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. You know, they offer WebSocket support with Sticky Sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my special guest co-host. Dean Radcliffe, a.k.a. Chicago Grooves. Welcome back, Dean. Thanks for being here. It's uh, awesome to have you uh, fill in for Rai. He had some uh, family stuff going on today, so you filled in at the last minute. That's always awesome. problem. All right. So this week, uh, we actually have six stories. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We're going to talk about uh, AMAs on Crater, desktop apps, RethinkDB, Package Kitchen, reprised, Heroku and Meteor, and Meteor Toys. All right. So uh, first up this week is, uh, I don't know, maybe this isn't a deep conversation, but uh, I decided that uh, on Crater, you know, I want to have maybe different content than what is on Meteor forums. And one of the ways I felt things could be differentiated was having uh, AMAs on there. And so when I was out, gosh, this has been something I've been thinking about for a while. When I was in San Francisco in February, I asked Sashko, uh, if he would do the first AMA. And he said, sure. And so like, you know, I came back and was busy doing client work and, and writing blog posts and that kind of thing and didn't think much of it. And then it just occurred to me, like, uh, if I don't do anything, then it'll never happen. So I got the first one up. Uh, Sashko is going to start answering questions May 5th, I believe. So get in there, Go go to the show notes, click the link. Leave some comments, upvote and downvote the ones that are already there, and he's going to start going through and answering all the like, top questions, so I think it's a good time to get in there and start asking questions. He, he only works on one part of Meteor, but, um, or I guess he's only one guy at Meteor, so he might not be able to answer all the questions. I know there's like all these like deep, what direction is Meteor going question, I don't yeah. know how well he can answer some of those, but if you've got other questions, like I would definitely throw them out there.
1: And what's the format of that? Is that like a live chat? Uh,
0: yeah, you just queue up the questions in the thread and then he's going to show up probably, you know, sometime in the afternoon and he'll start answering them live. We'll say something on Twitter. I'll probably nail down an actual time that he's going to start answering questions and I'll edit the, the topic and it'll have mm. the time in there as well. It'll just be nice because he'll start answering those and then I'm, you know, everyone will get emails as long as you have the notifications turned on and then hopefully like conversations will flow and we'll get some nice long comment arms going and that kind of thing.
1: Is Sashko particularly, uh, is he just like the most willing uh, Meteor developer guy to do this?
0: He's certainly the most outspoken, right? Like I think uh, we've got another story from Slava. So Sashko and Slava seem like the guys that publicly put their stuff out there
1: the most yeah yeah
0: kudos to them i love it
1: good i'll have to make sure i ask him about a certain pull request i sent him nice (laughs) yeah no it's great i mean uh i know he he did a lot of work on the windows stuff there's probably you know new questions on that and i I saw some of the questions in the thread already and uh it it can only be a good thing uh, to get the stuff discussed
0: yeah definitely definitely all right. So, next up is the uh, desktop app story.
1: Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if I was if I was gonna uh, you know make a an application you know line of business application, a lot of the Windows devs are, are into kind of making line of business apps that you know will run uh, on your desktop. And even the editor I use, Atom, is uh, pretty much a hybrid you know, web-based technologies, but, you know, running as a a native uh, desktop application. So uh, what this is about, the uh, Electron is the name of the uh, project here that, you know, in the same way that the Cordova integration helped speed the process of taking your web technology site and, you know, deploying it in a native container. Uh, this is Electron is doing the same for creating a desktop app. Do I have that about right?
0: Yeah, it sounds about right. I think yeah. may, maybe the chief difference is uh, Electron, as far as I can tell, doesn't really give you a bunch of native API access, does it?
1: Mm, I didn't. I didn't see that it did. So uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, I don't know how it overlaps with. Uh, is it Node WebKit? The uh, kind of core technology that Atom is based around, and a couple of my coworkers have made uh, games recently in that in that stack. And I'm not sure that this does. I don't know if it provides native access.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like looking over the docs here. I didn't realize this was from the Atom organization itself. It oh, awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Like Atom and Electron.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh... Yep. How long mean. till we get nucleus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you watch Silicon Valley? <laughs> mm,
1: no, no,
0: no. Oh, you totally made a reference there. Uh, okay, oh, you watched it. that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks like really it's just a a browser wrapper, but it'll totally get it there on the machine. I'm curious. Someone should like compare Electron with like MacGap, right? So. My understanding is MacGap, uh, they're using MacGap for the uh, Slack Mm -hmm. app, the native Slack app that you can install on your machine. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if that one maybe gives you more API access. But, I mean, browsers have desktop notifications and stuff, too, so you can probably hook into that pretty easily.
1: Yeah, the number of technologies that are uh, implemented in the browser, even in, even the accelerometer, if you wanted to access the, uh, the uh, desktop machine's accelerometer, you can do that straight from JavaScript, you know, with or without the native APIs. That's been the, the trend is more and more functionality allowed directly through JavaScript, so... I don't do the client stuff that you do. Certainly at, at my current company, nobody's asked me to build a desktop app in a while, but uh, I would keep this in mind if I, if I was going to build one.
0: Yeah, you know, I wonder now, Hmm, I wonder if we could do a Crater app. That would be fun. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Maybe get some desktop notifications going on with that thing whenever a new story
1: pops. Yeah, and like this kind of reminds me too of Ruby Cocoa. They're like, hey, do you, do you write Ruby all day? You know, here's our, our, you know, way to let you write desktop apps with the language and to uh, ecosystem you love.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right. Uh, so next story is uh, on RethinkDB. So mm-hmm. you know, I think if you if you look up RethinkDB, their slogan, yeah, here you go: the open source database for the real time web. they're definitely geared towards um, like pushing out real-time data and uh, seems like you know had this been out a long time ago maybe it would have been the first choice for meteor but you know that that wasn't the case but the the impetus for this conversation is the fact that Slava took his hack week and um, worked on rethink DB support and so he put out a video at the end of the week that showed him getting kind of the the server side stuff going. So he's got publications working and you can subscribe and data is flowing across. Uh, it's an interesting video to watch. Did you watch the video by chance? I've not, it's only, it's only
1: five minutes and I love videos under 10 minutes for how easily absorbed they are. But no, I haven't watched this one. I have looked at rethink DB over time and, uh, you know, I think one of the things that let, let Meteor kind of uh, springboard as far as it did in a short amount of time was was, was using a, instead of a, like concatenating SQL strings, there's query objects. Like the idea of the kinds of queries you do is very uh, easy for a developer to build up these objects. And DB also uh, aligns philosophically really well with that. Yeah. Um, but it also has, has a lot of, you know, different takes than Mongo on consistency. And so, like, my, my ops uh, friends who are still wary about supporting MongoDB, and I know that's been covered, and whether that's a valid perception or not, it's, it's, it's a perception that yeah. you have to deal with. But they have said, you know, why not rethink DB? Why not just start with that? You know, the people that, that, I, that I talk to are intrigued by rethink DB.
0: Yeah, it definitely intrigues me, right? Like I don't, I don't really know its scaling story very well, but I've got to imagine in this day and age, like they're doing a pretty good job with it. I find most people are getting clusters right nowadays. So, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen any kind of data on it, but they've got aggregations, they've got MapReduce, indexing. Looks like they even have something similar to, what do you call this, the storage, GridFS. It looks like they've got like multimedia storage or you can store time series data. There's, there's a lot of interesting things here. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm excited to see this. I, I love that Slava's working on it. And it would be awesome if we find out like a month from now that this is going to ship into core or something. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it took him five weeks to get it done. Maybe. I don't know. That would be awesome.
1: Well, yeah. Now, what about that database company that Meteor bought a while back? I haven't heard much news uh, about that. Fathom? Fathom. That's yeah. What it was.
0: So I, I really think that was an acquire hire, personally. Okay. You know, Justin, if you look at the, the guy that w- that have founded that, uh, that's joined the Meteor team, he's working on Galaxy. So, you uh, know, he's doing the Docker and the Kubernetes stuff and all that kind of thing. You know what I'm curious about and I want to find out. I watched this video and Slava like, had this really nice output when he did a Meteor subscribe. It was like putting data into his console, but it was like in this formatted table that looked really awesome. I want to know how he did that. Like, is that some package he's using or something? It was pretty, mm. hmm. pretty, pretty. Sounds
1: like some kind of Meteor toy that we uh, we don't uh, have. <laughs> yeah. What else did we say we we're going to talk about? Oh, package well,
0: kitchen, right? Yeah, the,
1: yeah, the, the package kitchen. Uh, I now, I now have a couple of allies uh, with me who are who are crazy enough to keep trying to, uh, you know, use packages as the solution to everything. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they're not the solution to everything, but there's uh, a lot that I've been getting out of. Of playing, uh, you know, with, you know, what, what can you package and how. and So one of the changes to Package Kitchen, it previously let you download a zip file of the, uh, you know, scaffolded out package. It now is installable as a package um, that you can install Package Kitchen into your application, and then that gives you a route where if you go there and do the same thing that the public PackageKitchen.media.com site does, uh, but if you do that if you go to that route in your app and you, you can save the uh, scaffolded out package directly to your app. Mm, that's interesting. And I was thinking about, you know, the inspiration for that um, probably came from uh, how each velocity test framework package has a method as part of the, uh, you know, base class that you in, base class with funny ears that you, uh, you know, base your, uh, your velocity testing package on, um, you can expose some sample files, right? And so if velocity sees you don't have any files, Oh, here, write these files to your application. And so it's, it's the beginning of, you know, meters so reactive and you can, you know, do a little more development inside, uh, your web application, right? Velocity means you're not switching to a command line looking for green or red text. It's right there in your app. And so I wonder how many other tools will, will converge to be accessible directly in the browser you know, while you're developing your app.
0: That, that idea is very interesting to me. Um, I think the downside here, too, is it might be more awesome if you could integrate directly with the command line tool, too, right? And that makes me a little sad because
1: it's not very easy to do right now. Oh, the, the, the Meteor create uh, command?
0: Yeah, like Meteor, you know, package kitchen or Meteor create package or something like that, right? And then you could take options and spit files out as well. I don't know. Maybe this is better. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I I, I hear you. And I did get some uh, feedback where, you know, people were comparing it to uh, two things. Uh, number one, Meteor create double dash package. Mm-hmm which will, you know, it, it doesn't uh, prompt you for your input, uh, like whether you want to use this framework or that framework. It doesn't really kickstart you with a Travis.yaml mm. that is all set up and ready to go so that when you, if you do decide to check this into its own repo, you know that you'll get you know tests running automatically so some of that stuff is what I was hoping to help people with uh, above and beyond just you know a, a standard boilerplate uh, yeah of, of, of package JS. yeah yeah
0: yeah I mean that's all very valid points right like we want to encourage testing as much as we can in, in our community and that's a great idea
1: um, you know, command line stuff, uh, for testing packages, do you have a, uh, do you have a, a, an answer to that? I've been in a discussion on uh, the forums about how to do that
0: for testing packages from the command line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just issue the one command, right? It's like meteor test dash packages. And then you tell it, I think what package you want to test and it'll fire up a separate version. Of Meteor, like a reactive test version of Meteor, that's running those tests. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's that tool, um, and then um, that that one lets you you know see the results in uh, in a browser. And then there's been some other development uh, to you know for like for example, your, your Travis CI, uh, it uses a Phantom JS way of cap- capturing those results. So yeah,
0: Aaron Oda wrote uh, some scripts that I think are probably the most popular. Thing to use for testing in Travis,
1: yeah.
0: uh, which just fires up Phantom, fires up the Meteor test packages, and then connects and, and just makes sure there's no errors there. I think there's also, well, now there's Starry Night, so I'm guessing maybe Starry Night's going to have a way to do that. I don't know if it does already. I
1: believe there was some additions made in the last few days there.
0: Nice. And then uh, there's also Space Jam as well, uh, which will fire your tests off. And I believe it lets you use more like different testing frameworks than just uh tiny test, tiny test yeah. or well, obviously like Mike's got Mocha working as well too. He does M unit tests. So I don't know if there's any.
1: Yeah. I mean, so all those are part of the uh, options. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, it just
0: again like it makes me sad that the way that we have to hook into the command line is by releasing our own npm package, rather than being able to hook into the
1: the Meteor command line tool. Yeah, so hopefully well, something to ask it. Sashko about in the AMA, right? There we go.
0: That'll be my question. When okay. uh, when can we get uh, command line support?
1: All right, uh,
0: Heroku and Meteor, like this, this one hit me out of nowhere. Like I actually had someone email me, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> point, exclamation point. And uh, I clicked on the link and sure enough, there is uh, experimental Heroku lab support for session affinity and they're doing their session affinity via cookies. And mm. so their router will drop a cookie uh, onto the session, and then every time it's coming back through with another request, it will look at that cookie and route it to the, to the right spot, right? And so that means that you're going to connect back to the same Meteor instance, app instance, that you were connected to before, and uh, that's important for the statefulness of your connection.
1: Okay, so this was the key uh, thing that, that Heroku had to offer to make it uh, practical to work with Meteor.
0: Correct, yes. All right. So, great announcement, right? Like, oh, we're so, we're, we're so pleased up here. And then you kind of go there and you look and they've uh, changed or they're getting ready to change their entire pricing tier model. And uh, you won't be able to run your first Dino free for a whole month. You can only run it free for half a month.
1: Hmm. okay,
0: so <laughs> effectively, if you're going to production, you're gonna have to pay them money, which I think means like you know it's it's on par with modulus, I think, so, I don't know seems like one of those things they could have edged modulus on a little bit, but now they're gonna kind of be the same, so really, you gotta look at other factors when you're comparing the two now. You got to look at like support and, you know, you've got the fact that Modulus can auto scale and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I think Modulus still has a pretty big edge here for meteor hosting
1: myself. Well, they've been doing it the longest um, and uh, Modulus doesn't only do meteor hosting. Is that right?
0: No, they, yeah, they started as a, uh, a node host.
1: Um, oh, it's a node. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so I think, you know the last time i heard something it was some somewhere around 15% of their install or like app base was meteor so i mean it's it's pretty sizable considering but you know it's certainly not the biggest thing they host
1: not the biggest thing but they they're probably you know 15% is probably a lot larger than the uh you know share of heroku uh mm-hmm. That's certainly as far as being on Meteor. Um, Heroku, I discovered during the Rails days, so I imagine that's what a lot of their clientele is. Yeah. Um, and, and they're a big enough company that they can uh, probably coexist with a couple of different technologies. So it's a question of, you know, are you, if you're familiar with Heroku, this is good news for you that you can use your familiar environment and, and still uh, play with Meteor there. If you're into, you know, kind of the most meteoric host, uh, they will it'll take some time for them to prove whether they are or not.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I said maybe they're not like the best option, but it just occurred to me with the build pack. I was talking to someone yesterday and they're they're building a site that um, relies on FFmpeg to encode audio files and they were talking about maybe using DigitalOcean, and we started talking about Heroku and someone's like, Oh, Hey, you can do a custom build pack on Heroku. And I'm like, that's totally right. Like meteor support itself is a custom build pack. And so what that means is like every time you do a Git push, it runs your build pack, which is essentially just a fancy set of bash scripts that it runs and installs what you need installed. And so you could totally go fork. Uh, I think the, current working one is the horse build pack because they said why not horse <laughs> all mm-hmm. the other ones were named meteor so <laughs> had to stand out somehow but you could you could fork that and like add the ffmpeg build into the process and uh, get a compiled version there that you can then you know shell out to and and run your ffmpeg commands and all that kind of stuff and i don't know that you could do that as easily with modulus so maybe, maybe there is a little uh, little upside there to
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely need supporting uh, utilities, and you're going to get them through a a build pack, or uh, that sounds like the kind of thing that uh, a team might use a Docker file for, am I right? Like to install something to the OS as part of the dependencies?
0: Yeah, you could, you could, but obviously not on Heroku or Modulus, right? If you were on DigitalOcean or something, you could do Docker.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of... uh, devopsy uh the the landscape is pretty broad right now i'm still trying to figure out what the heck a kubernetes is as well
0: (laughs) yeah you know i don't know we should we should have someone on here to talk about that at some point yeah all right so the last thing i just wanted to mention like kudos to max seven he actually will be on the meteor club podcast that will come out this wednesday We interviewed him on Wednesday, and uh, we actually had another episode in front of his, but we're going to jockey them around and get it out this Wednesday, so it's a little fresher. But he talks about Meteor Toys, what it is, how it came about, and all that kind of stuff. But he just launched paid versions of the Meteor Toys, and uh, I think they're they're pretty amazing. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen Jet Setter and Mongol. Basically, the, the pro versions take it a little further, a little extra features in those two packages, and then you can also get what he's calling the seven orbs. And they're just like these little circles that like dot, you you know, the top of your screen and uh, they do different things. And so you can actually watch the, the data flowing back and forth. If you turn it on, that's one of them. Uh, You can impersonate people. There's just all kinds Mm. of like great little tools in there that I think uh, most people eventually go and build on their own. So it's like, yep, it's kind of nice that they're, they're out there. You know, I'm curious. He also built a pretty awesome looking website. Uh, it's got like a a guy standing next to a meter flag like an astronaut, and as your mouse moves, he kind of watches it when it's in the top half of the screen. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Little animation there. Let's see, it's ninety-nine dollars to get the whole thing. Oh, interesting. He's writing an ebook on using Mongol in production. <laughs>
1: Production. Oh, um, I was trigger picturing these as as debug only kinds they of- are
0: debug only. But you know, the interesting thing is uh Abby was on the podcast as well and he was asking, like, is there a way we could just limit this to be like an admin only tool? Like I flag people as admins and then they can hit the keyboard command and bring up Mongol or something. And they were specifically talking about their support people, were like, you know, they've they've already built an impersonation tool. But if they could jettison that code and just rely on this one and, and secure it, then you know, that's, that's to me that's always a win, less code that you're yeah.
1: kind of maintaining. Yeah, impersonation is one of those things that uh, you, know, you certainly don't usually find in you know, the uh, Hello World build, you know, like Discover Meteor. and won't necessarily mention it's not a core concept, but in terms of supporting an application in production that's used by other people, everyone like you said ends up building some kind of way to do that because
0: yeah because yeah. you get a support request and they're like well some of my accounts messed
1: up and then you're like i don't know like so i gotta yeah, like just go through the database
0: or something like that sounds terrible
1: <laughs> can you send me your password so i can log in as you yeah that's just
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's, not, that's, uh,
1: that's pretty bad as well not the way you do it these days
0: yeah Kudos to Max. So happy he got that launched. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how paid packages are going to work out, but I, I certainly think that the bar has been set particularly high here. You know, if someone else is going to come along and do some kind of pro package you got to pay for. This, this feels like, I don't know, Meteor-level quality, right? Like MDG-level quality because it feels like it makes the developer experience better, which is something that Meteor cares a lot about. Kudos, him.
1: Yeah, kudos. Ninety-nine dollars, if if you're in Meteor Day all day, is uh, is not a prohibitive kind of a price point either.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with that.
1: So, I don't know. Hopefully, good things come of it. Good. So you said that he's going to be on a, a, a podcast with you Wednesday, is it?
0: Yeah, it'll come out Wednesday.
1: Come out Wednesday. Okay, great. We already recorded it. Yeah, you know, and I don't know.
0: Like, I would, I would love to hear uh, listeners and viewers' opinions. They should tweet at Meteor Podcast and let me know. I'm thinking about changing the name of this show and calling it the Crater Podcast
1: uh, mm.
0: because there's a little, there's a little confusion. Some people are getting confused about having like Meteor Podcast and Meteor Club Podcast because they both say Meteor and they both say Podcast, so it's not easy to differentiate. And I feel like, I mean this is all about weekly news and what's happening. And that one's more about like opinions or uh, like discussions and that kind of thing. So,
1: yeah. First, you have to help me understand why do meteors always land in craters? I mean, of all the places they could fall, there's all, it's just, <laughs> they make the crater, right? <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh yeah i like crater podcast
0: yeah we'll see we'll see we'll we'll vote with your tweet right so just tweet at meteor podcast and let me know if you think we should do something else or if you like the idea of crater podcast let me know and uh we'll we'll figure it out so cool all right friday josh nice
1: talking again
0: yeah yeah all right thanks for tuning in guys we'll uh see you next week